At the tone, please record your voice message. Hey, Jesse, it's Brian. Aubrey Drake Graham, the actor turned hip-hop phenom, proclaims on Take Care's 10th track, Lord Knows. I know that showing my emotion don't make me a pansy. He says a different word instead of pansy that I'm not really comfortable with to say on terrestrial radio, but you get the idea. That statement acts as some kind of moral ground that the rest of Take Care is built around. I'm referring to what I would consider as a type of emotional honesty. He hides behind nothing other than his self-deprecating cries for sympathy and attention that would no doubt get women into bed on that basis alone. Still, the forthrightness that Drake displays on Take Care stands in deep contrast to the waning tradition in hip-hop, which is the endless gloating about what you have. What I mean by this is when a young MC shields tenderness and actual heartfelt sincerity behind one-upping each other with material objects, the amount of women they claim to have slept with, and extravagant lifestyles they favor. This short history of decadence started in the 1990s as hip-hop emerged from street-centric lifestyles. It was led by anyone under the Bad Boy Entertainment label and peaked with any rapper who wore a jean suit and used the term bling in the early oddies. After listening to Marvin's Room, the epic slow jam in the middle of Take Care, you get the feeling that Drake has a deep-seated discontentedness with his newfound status as a rap superstar. The track features clips of a phone call that Drake had with a former flame, finding him charting his own downfall into meaningless hookups and shrinking to the point of forgetting. The pared-down, melancholic track creates a kind of stirring sensation anytime you hear it on the radio, much in the same way as Adele's Someone Like You does. Take Care is comprised of 17 songs that are consistent in the way that they sound so incredibly stark, and in this way, they match Drake's emotional honesty. It should be noted that the songs are not dark statements of his own misery. Instead, they end up becoming a standalone portrait of one lonely guy. The electro-cool that has become Drake's trademark sound combined with his slightly auto-tuned croon are well intact on the album, like on the 80s synth-funk song of Doing It Wrong. The track is as much of a love song as it is a commentary on the way that we interact with technology. Still, the length and sheer number of songs on Take Care start to verge on, well, too long. Almost like it was some kind of repackaged deluxe edition of the album that was released six months later to include more radio-ready singles. Take Care's collaborators don't really overshine or weigh down the songs as they did on Kanye's overhyped My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy from last year. If anything, his guests are less flashy and better complimented songs. The closing of the track headlines follows on the tradition of beat poetry, in particular, the late great rap pioneer, Gil Scott Heron. Drake speaks of regret from his newfound wisdom that a year of success has brought him, yet he still manages to pull it off with some conviction. Speaking of Heron, the title song, Take Care, bails on the most complicated sample origin I've heard in a while, starting with the sophisticated blues renditions in the 1960s, to Heron's recording last year, to the Jamie XX remix this year. I'd like to see the royalty breakdown on that one. Still, the half-tempo, piano-led song explores the common notion of abandonment that inevitably is tied to Drake's newfound stardom as he struggles to keep real friends. Take Care, in many ways delivers on whatever hype that was surrounding its own release. The truly ironic thing is that Drake records under the universal music imprint, Young Money, a decided nod to hip-hop's image of affluence. With Take Care, Drake wants to impress upon you that stardom isn't really all it's cracked up to be. 
to use his own term, Acura Days, to describe when he was still struggling to make his pop star and driving around in his semi-luxurious Japanese sedan. So maybe it was better in those Acura Days, when he was just dreaming of something better. I just hope that no one tells Drake that these are all good problems to have. This has been a message from Hate Your Answering Machine.